fight it out. This armor knows your next move before you do, Steve. You think I'm going down to some pampered punk like you? Go for broke! Fight! Welcome back to the Combo Bullies with Nerd is a New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. The Master Debater, uh, with my co-host. This is Eli, a.k.a. Sleeping Fucking Beauty. Okay, <laughs> and he's up now. And we have guests this time. Okay, so we've been promoting this all weekend. Since this is the 150th episode, we decided to bring on some guests also. We're bringing on guests from uh, our sister from another mister. Yeah, uh, Comic Cast. And we have Boogie. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, I'm Boogie oh, Bentley, yeah. a.k.a. Justin Matthews, first ever Tennessee heavyweight champion for New South Wrestling, circa 2000. So <laughs> this podcast can kick our podcast ass, so, yeah. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Uh, this is Gomer. Uh, Y'all didn't come here to hear me. You just want to dance. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. We're back with the episode. I guess we're going to have to change up the format a little bit, trying to do a little different. But, yeah, so normally what we start off with, before we jump into the, the comic book reviews, because we do have a comic book review, which is a, a lengthy uh detailed comic review we're gonna do this time we're gonna jump into some other shit and while we were doing this podcast some big news dropped this week that just put the whole nerd world on pause whatever so i think we're just gonna jump into it goma you're excited about it eli knew you're excited i'm not about excited it. about it <laughs> i'm not i'm not you, poo-pooing on it okay but I'm not like, like me like i am yeah you're poo-pooing on it <laughs> all right so I, we, i guess i guess we gotta talk about the news we gotta talk about the snyder cut it's for real. It's a real Woo-hoo! thing. Yeah, it's for real. Now, it's for real. real. Now, here's the Mate, thing. Let's, kind of. It's kind of a real thing. It's kind of a real thing. Now, do we do people like me owe the Snyder Cut cultist an apology? Fuck no, I don't. We can cut <laughs> my podcast, even if I can't say we want to stay. So I don't owe anybody an apology. And I'll tell you why I don't owe anybody an apology. Because, yes, the Snyder Cut will be real sometime in 2021. Is yeah. it real as of right now in COVID-19's America? No, no. it is not. Well, it's not even going to be in theaters. It's going to be streamed. It's a Netflix show now. Right. And that's the thing. It would never come to theaters. That's the thing. Yeah. You uh, Snyder fanboys, you better thank COVID-19 stars. <laughs> Kiss the feet that, that that happened. Because that's the reason this is happening right now. The whole stay-at-home thing where they all got together and were talking and the execs are like, well, we don't really have anything else to do because we can't work on movies. Snyder Cut's they, done with all its filming. All they got to do is have some nerds sitting a computer on a computer somewhere doing all the special effects, and bam, we've got a new show. Is the Snyder Cut the only show right now that's actually in production? It may everybody be. Everybody else out. Everybody else nobody not working. Can, they, nobody else can do anything. And here's the exactly. thing. This came from the top. This came from the top. This came from AT&T. AT&T wants this done. Yeah. Because HBO Max is going to be this big deal that's coming out. They have to crank out uh, content no matter what. This so, week. It comes out this week. It Not comes out Snyder week. Cut, but HBO Max. Oh, see, but that's how you get it started. That's how these rumors come out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Panther's Night comes out tomorrow. Martian oh Manhunter. I'm taking off work. I'm taking right. off work. Comic Book Bully said it. No, we didn't. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. So, the Snyder Cut uh, is going to be a thing sometime this week, uh, ne- sometime next year. Uh, HBO Max has to have content. Right now, they don't have any original content to get people to subscribe. Yes, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is a good show. I'm not going to make me sign up. You know. You're not allowed. No, I know the rules. No Will Smith shit on the Bullies podcast. We try to stick to that rule. <laughs> They're going to have some good exclusives. See, now I can see Eli. Now I can see Eli eyes rolling whenever the time I say. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, Will Smith. You sleeping. used you used Independence Day in the trailer for this crossover. <laughs> right. Oh, I know that's on purpose. I know that's on I purpose. did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like I said, they need content. They have nothing out. Snyder is sitting, uh, the Snyder Cut is sitting right there. So what if what WB and Snyder has bad blood, ATT and give a shit, they want money. And they're not going to spend a whole lot of money for it. So at first, Snyder was saying he needed, like last year when this stuff stuff's coming out, he said he needed 75 to 100 million to get the thing made. ATT or Warner Brothers, whoever is saying, they're saying you're getting 20, maybe 30. It's weird they're putting them on a budget. They're putting them on a budget. So <laughs> I don't know what people, what movie people are expecting to see on a twenty to thirty dollars, thirty million dollars extra, it's not going to be some. It's really not going to be that big a deal of what we've seen before. You may get like the third act change, maybe some inserted scenes here. Hours. They're saying it's six hours. I mean, it's going to be. They got to fill that with something. They got to put something in there. Is it going to be anything meaningful? Is it going to be like you know Ben Affleck's ass like on BBS? Well, well what Eli say? We're going to see Cyborg play football for twenty minutes. Right? Oh yeah, that's that was that was it. That's the thing. I, I've read all the notes. I know what the movie's gonna be. Anybody yeah. that's been following stuff know what the movie's gonna be. And that's another reason why I'm scared of what Zack Snyder is gonna do, because everybody's excited for what they've seen and do. Oh, dark sides in the movie. Eh, maybe we yeah, also but you have. Ain't, you ain't gonna be able to see dark uh, dark side because Zack Snyder's gonna cover it up with a bunch of explosions and strobe lights and debris flying on the screen. Yeah, because that's what he does for twenty minutes. Is you gonna see? Omega beams and it's it and people just lose yeah. this shit over there. That's about it. Oh, for yeah. yeah, that's all they're gonna show is a dusty cloud with omega beams coming out of it. And that's, the fanboys yeah. are gonna yeah, that's enough for people to lose this shit. Like, we told you, did you see the omega beams? <laughs> the static lives, you know, all this shit. So it's the ending of BVS where it's just crap on the screen. It's like yeah. you know, I can't see shit, you know. Like what, what's going on? Is somebody I, punching somebody or is that a building falling? I can't tell. You know. But, does it matter if it's good? Isn't this still a victory? For you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. That's that's the thing. It doesn't yeah. matter, and that's the reason why streaming is the future right now. Because honestly, HBO and AT and T and Warner Brothers doesn't really care what Zack Snyder cut does monetarily yeah. wise, as long as it gets people to sign up for the service. That's all exactly. they care about. That's exactly. why it would never come to the theaters because they're not going to let uh, let Zack Snyder release a four hour cut in the movies. Not going to happen. No, no one's gonna do that. No one wants to watch that as much as they say that's good. Like yeah. everybody who says the director's cut of BVS is better, and it's not. That's the thing. <laughs> they keep saying it is, but it's not. I don't it's have just, a problem just, with those movies, man. I mean, uh, they my, my, my thing know? is that the the director's cut of BVS is not that much better of a movie. It's that and. Not. Some scenes no. here and there, but it's not like it rewrites the movie. Lex Luthor yeah. still Lex Luthor. Doomsday is still Doomsday. It's a, it's the same movie in the third. Grandma act. Peach T is still. He's still pissed in a jar. That doesn't change. Yeah. People are more it's excited because they won the, their side of the argument. Yeah. Then they're going to be happy after they watch the, the, the whole movie. Well, that's right. the thing. We we can't tell if they're happy legitimately or not. Of course, they're going to say they're happy no matter what the hell comes out. Because, like you said, they won. 
They won. Right. They just it's the victory lap right now. But yeah. here's the thing. Here's the dangerous part of it. They have this imaginary movie in their mind right now, or what they think is right. And they're going to be let down. That's exactly what's going to happen because <laughs> all this stuff Zack Snyder has been promised them, he's going to break their hearts at the end of the day. They'll never admit it. <laughs> yeah, but, never, I mean, every time. I mean, I don't mind the original Justice League. I know it's not the greatest movie, but I didn't mind it. I enjoyed it for what it was. And every time I said this online, oh, you stupid piece of shit, you're an idiot. With the I bet you uh, like Star Wars too. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. It's like that's why I, I, I ain't apologizing for shit either. I, yeah, man. You know, I got your fucking apologies right here. Right here. Eli <laughs> always says about Star Wars, I don't give a damn as long as it's Star Wars. You know, if it's a good movie, awesome. If it's yeah. not, hey, I still got to see Star Wars. I don't give a shit. I still got to see Batman and Superman yep. do pretty I, damn cool cool shit for a while. Right. I yeah, I thought, I thought Solo sucked, but I still had a good time exactly. watching it. Millennium I, Falcon I like fly solo. around, I like, you know, I like and that's you know. But who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. At least the solo cut. I mean, the uh, Lord Miller <laughs> solo cut. two that actually exists, though. Right, <laughs> yeah, that's right? the thing. Like they've actually did, and then fired those guys at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, there is yeah. A, a, a Lord Miller cut of solo somewhere with a, with yeah. his face from the Wire. As but, uh, but guess what? Guess yeah. what? Disney didn't it, give a shit. Disney ain't bitches. Disney <laughs> right. like we got a successful streaming service. Like, we they, don't yo, need you it. can make as many petitions you want about Solo <laughs> yeah. Two and the Lord of Miller cut. They don't exist to us. We'll still get Captain Marvel Two. Shut the fuck up. Right. We're still getting it. It's coming. Oh, wait. can we move on past Snyder Cut? We said all we got to say about that. Oh, we can look at cuts. Comments, we need to talk about more cuts. I forget this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> that's the thing you, guys, you noobs you noobs oh wow there's comments here <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah i'm clicking it right now i'm clicking the comments but you can't Fuck click this it. tv show no too. i can't i can't produce if i had access i would i'm just i'm just a guest i'm just sitting here man <laughs> we oh, didn't man. get half the stuff that was shown in the trailers that's what henry's saying yeah. We didn't remember we, those trailers. Honestly, you got those I, trailers, I, I trailers, That's what you know I what? said. The trailers were the Snyder Cut. <laughs> That's the thing. There's a lot of crazy. There's a lot of things altered. But his thing. Not only are we getting uh, the Snyder Cut, we're also before we get to that, we're also getting to the Suicide Squad Cut. The Air Cut. That's a real thing. Here's the thing. Uh, David, somebody asked David Air, was there going to be a Suicide Cut? Cut. AT and T themselves tweeted. Uh, wait and see, or, or or something like we'll see what happens. So if yeah. if the Snyder well, Cut is a hit, the Ayer Cut is coming. You're gonna get a well, three I, hour Suicide Squad movie. Also, if it's a, a hit or if it makes money, exactly. And they'll do that on the streaming service too. But I saw a tweet where after the Snyder Cut news was confirmed, the special effects company tweeted out, "Yeah, we're doing the special effects for the Snyder Cut and for the Ayer Cut of Suicide Squad." And I don't, I don't how are you gonna fix that movie. How the hell you fix suicide? They're gonna give people what they want. They're gonna more give Joker. The, the more Joker. That's all they gotta do. More Joker. A different Splicing, Joker. Splicing some of them parody porn. And, and yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we really want to see. Right. Because <laughs> people are pissed because they all they wanted to see was the Joker. They went in there, they saw five minutes of Joker. That's why people are pissed. So all they're gonna do yeah. is just insert more Joker, uh, Joker footage. They do that. That's gonna so you got a, a Snyder cut. You got a Suicide Squad cut. That's going to get people to go uh, subscribe to HBO Max. None of this stuff will ever hit the theaters. It's no, only going to be streaming no. only. You may get a Blu-ray. Maybe. And yes, yes. Ninja Fingers talking about the, the cut, director, the Donner cut of Superman, all the different versions of Blade Runner. Of course, you got a thousand versions of Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Yes, these things do exist. 
and yes, it is interesting for fans to to. to but, but but it's different because those movies, like they, yeah, they, they didn't rely on special effects. It's different because the people who want to watch the the apocalypse now redo don't go around on the internet saying we fucking won. Exactly. You know? Those don't <laughs> those don't feel like marketing ploys. The air cut, the Snyder cut. It feels like they're taking advantage of a marketing opportunity. You know what I mean? And more power to them. You know, go for right. it. Do whatever you want. I'm just saying. It feels to me like you're being set up for a fail. Well, as long as they get your money, that's all they care. And it also admit, I mean, this is a major corporation admitting that their executives failed. Well, no, you got to remember, after the Justice League failed, they fired all those guys. Yeah, but then they did it again. Then they screwed up again. <laughs> that's true. That's Warner Brothers, man. That's a- exactly, exactly. It's a it's a bold strategy, though. I mean, we're going to put out shitty movies and then let everybody get excited about the director's cut and then actually give you the movie we should have done the first time. I wish I cared as much as you all did. In another way. Yeah, I don't this really don't care. care. I just go watch the movie, and if I have fun, I'm like Eli. If I have fun, I walk out. I'm like, oh, that was yeah. a fun movie. Most of the DC movies I go, I watch them in the theater. I buy them. I watch them once when I get home. I'm like, oh, that's fun. And then it sits in the closet for yep. the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, I want that. And, and I agree factors. with you. At the end of the day, it's, it's going to be something that we'll watch. You know, yeah, bad cut. Be entertained for the time we watched it. I want the three-hour Ghostbusters cut that Paul Feige talked about. And it it is, it is nice. I think, you know, given what Zack Snyder did go through some hard shit, you know, death in the family that that sucks. And I think it's awesome that he gets to go back and finish what he started. That's that's well, and he's got to feel some vindication because they literally brought in another director that they already knew was successful on superhero movies, kind of like to save it. He was shitting all over his vision. And now everybody was like, no, we want to see your vision and they're going to do it. He's got to feel pretty damn but they threw threw josh Whedon under the bus with that movie yeah and it ain't his fault they said okay come in finish this movie you know you got five months to get this shit done and score it rewrite it direct a bunch of new scenes you know cgi super stash off his face and you know (laughs) get it out there under two yeah they said it had to be under two hours and shit i mean he had a he was fucked from the get-go. He was but- fucked from the get-go. Like, at the beginning of Just Lee, watch it in the credit scene. You'll see this homeless bum, this homeless bum uh, you say, uh, directed by or written by Josh Wheaton, and he's just yeah. holding the bum saying, I tried. Does J.J. Abrams, Abrams get the same sort of pass for The uh, the Last Jedi? Is that the, that's the last Star Wars movies, right? I can't oh, should, we, it should we bitch and like get like the prequels remade? Because that would be... <laughs> You're talking about right. You know the people are coming that's gonna want this, you know, the last Jedi nine canon, you know. Yeah, I'm talking about Rise of Skywalker though, right? You're talking about Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, because you were written into a corner. How do you get out of that? Exactly. Exactly. Wasn't Joss Whedon in the same sort of position with him? Well, not really. Not really, because at least JJ Abrams had a a whole movie to himself. Where Josh Whedon had to take half of what another movie was already done and try to rewrite it to appease you know, the, the corporate executives. So yeah. he was fucked. There's nothing he could have done. And honestly, I, his, I don't even know if any Hollywood, he, he burned bridges at Marvel, can't go back to Marvel. Uh, he's basically fired from DC because they blame Just Lee all on him. He was a sacrificial lamb. So I don't know what he can do now. Back Sit back TV and count here. his money, probably. Buffy, man. Bring back Buffy, yo. <laughs> yeah. No more petitions. No more bringing bring back, back Firefly. Nope. Twenty fucking yeah, there you years go. ago, and bring hey, back and that, Firefly. Is it, this is kind of like Firefly because Firefly was canceled. The yeah. fans rallied and they got that movie, That's and true, nobody man. saw it. 
I like yeah, that movie. No it was okay. And that's the thing. Like we do all this shit, we campaign and get this shit done. Then when it happens, no, nobody goes see the shit. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because the yeah. argument's way more fun than watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's wrong with people. Gomer's gonna be like, let me. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna wait till all the episodes of just Justice League Snyder Cut drop on HBO, and then I'm gonna get that free weekly subscription. Yep. Not yep, pay for done. shit. Yep. And then I'm done. Yep. 100%. It's true. That's what that. I did for Watchmen. That's what I did for Watchmen. And that's the best damn shit I've ever seen, man. <laughs> Just watch it one time and that's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Okay. No Snyder Cut. We, we got out of the system. Paul Feig's uh, three and a half hour Ghostbusters cut that nobody asked for. Bring it. Bring on the three and a half hour Ghostbusters. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll watch, watch it. it too. I'll watch it. I want to see this train. My you know kids what? love that damn movie for some reason, man. Josh Train. What, what did Josh Train say about his Fantastic Four uh, thing? He said no need. Oh. He I said no. I no. want to see it. I know it's a train wreck. That's why I want to see it. It's so bad. I don't even like I want, admitting that I want a movie this. made about a movie about him making that movie. <laughs> you like Tropic Thunder with, uh, like, they made fun of Paco. I want somebody to make a movie yeah. like that where they're making a superhero <laughs> movie where this just asshole director just beats the shit out of his actors, you know, tears up his trailer. <laughs> yeah, Hearts of Darkness, Fantastic Four. Right. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Somebody's going to make that movie. So yeah. Josh Trank might as well sell the rights now to do that shit. Oh man. Okay, can we pass that? Disney yeah. owns that shit now. Okay. All right. right. Disney but, owns that fan four stick movie now. Who owns it? Doesn't Disney own that fan oh, four yeah, stick? Oh yeah, yeah. They own now? the movie now. They're I'm gonna just make saying, sure that's getting, weird, man. That's gonna, gonna go in the sure fucking hall and you'll never see it again. You will never see it's it again. It's gonna be like Cinderella. Sonic or a, a song in the him. south, man, and Finn Forstick. I want to say something about Song in the South. I want to, you know, they try to bury Song in the South. Okay, how many people have went to Disney World? Okay, I've, it was forever ago, but yeah, like, I went to the okay. one in Florida. Yeah, okay, so yeah, that, that's Disney World. Okay, yeah. so okay. Splash Mountain. Everybody been on Splash Mountain? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. That's no, from Song in the South. Yeah. Yeah. So Is the it? whole. Yeah, so they I, yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm so lost. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even feel like explaining it. With, with, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really song of the south. It. You get it. It's not really worth it. It's song of the south. It's it bad. exists, no. but it doesn't. It only exists exactly. as it makes if it makes the money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it exists in certain ways to make the money. So yeah, we. I don't know how we got. Us, let's just get away from Song of the South. They cut out to... Daryl Hannah's ass from Splash, but there was yeah. not enough editing to fix Song of the South for Disney Plus. There was not <laughs> just, enough. It, it does not exist. Just... We did not have enough special effects <laughs> to fix Song of the South. We're paying slaves now at Disney. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, God. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Uh. No, Snyder. I don't know how we got from Snyder cut to Song of the South, but let's move past that. Okay. Look, I don't talk briefly about Star Girl because I don't. If I don't, I never get a chance to talk about it again. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who saw it because I'm the only person I know to ever watch the CW. But you are right. I am right. I know I am. Okay. So here's what I want to briefly talk about that. There's a because you know Stargirl came on both the CW and the DCU app. It's two different versions, too, I heard. Yeah, there's it's the DCU app is 10 minutes longer. So it's That's but weird. it's nothing like significant. It's just like extra scenes here and there and stuff like that. So nothing that you just have to see, you know. Yeah. Uh Jeff Johns wrote this. His production company produced the whole thing. Stargirl is his first DC creation. So he's all of his characters. Matter of fact, uh, Stargirl is based on like his, his sister. So, uh, you know, he wow. loves the JSA. And... Now, here's the thing yeah. about Star Stargirl. I do want to say this. People are going to say it's woke. 
and it's SJW. Let's put this one. Up. It's on the CW. Of course they are. Right, but here's the thing: they're only following what the comics did because okay, so they got they got to have a Mexican Wildcat. They're gonna have a black Doctor Midnight. Uh, I can guarantee you, our man's gonna be gay. I I I bet anybody on that right now. Now, here's the thing: people are gonna say, "Oh, they're changing all our characters." They actually did this back in the '80s. Yeah. When they did the post crisis, they changed all the characters back then. So they're just taking those characters, and making them now. And so. they should put Jeff Johns in charge of the movies, dude. Like a Kevin Feige <sighs> kind of guy. I mean, does he want to do it? Does he want to do it though? I don't... If they pay him enough well, money, hell yeah. Wonder it. Woman is on his production company. Like the Wonder Woman eighty four is on his production company. See, yeah. That's so, and I know he they he had, he had a lot of hand in. Yeah, he was ahead of some shit for a while until like Justice League. When Justice League happened, so they didn't. He was the only person to get fired, but they just kind of moved him away <laughs> because I think Josh Whedon was. I mean, uh, Jeff Johns was the guy that brought Josh Whedon in. Oh, so they're like, okay, we're not going to fire you, but this doesn't look good in your resume right now. Yeah, so he's the only one that survived the cut, but they basically put him aside. So he got his own production company. He's got Star Girl. He's got what that that Three Jokers that shit. Yeah, that's coming. You know, yeah, so that's it that's good all. though. It looks okay. I like it, but everybody at DC wants to pretend like it's a it's another thing. It's it's over here. Well, it's black label. But it right, it's black label. But at first, he put it in his you know. It was uh, based off that whole Mobius chair where Batman was like, which was in the New Fifty Two. Exactly. It's <laughs> so weird, dude. Whatever. Uh, DC like don't know what the hell they're doing in terms of it comics. doesn't matter. Like it on either matter. side of the comics or the, or the movies. There's just 500 Batman comics. Who, it's it's oh, like, shit. why can't it just and be And they keep throwing here? Batman in everything. You don't have to throw Batman in everything. No, they like that they Batman do. the Outsiders book. He don't need to be in that book. I like... Oh, he doesn't need to but be he in it, but I like that. I like the book, too. But no, but the team is the highlight of the book. Yeah. It's good. Right, but, it's good. Yeah. But they don't have to call it Batman and the Outsiders. No, just call it the Outsiders. Right. Or, or Black Lightning and the Outsiders or, or yeah, something. It's not going to sell yeah, it, they that's call what it, it Black is. Lightning and the but Outsiders. That's, the thing. They, that's why they need to start <laughs> developing characters they can sell. I understand it's, it's a quick book to put Batman's name on everything, yeah. but you don't have to because you're shortchanging the other characters that you could sell. That's all I'm saying. Like, the Justice League Dark movie, Batman did not need to be in that shit. <laughs> yeah. Even the dude was looking at Batman? What the hell? No you shit. Know, he didn't like, damn it again with the but Batman. Should you, but should you put him in that book? Because then people that wouldn't have picked up a Black Lightning book are now reading and, and maybe like that character, and it gives that character a chance. I, I think these, I, I think that's a gamble you have to take. I think you have to uh, develop your other characters so they can stand on their own. Yes, you're not going to sell as many characters with Black Lightning and the Outsiders versus Batman and the Outsiders. But yeah. if that book does catch on and, and gain some audience, eventually Black Lightning will have his, his own you know, branding where you can put him on a on a sure. book and he can sell. Gilbert I mean, you just can't just put Batman in everything. I don't know, man. I would have bought it regardless because Brian Hill's writing it, so I would have exactly. picked it up. But right. I don't know that a lot of people would have. So I don't. Right, know. that's the thing. Like, how, how many issues of the book on that? Like sixteen. I think twelve comes out this 12? week. Okay. If you want to make characters that are underutilized more utilized. You give them to creators who people will read. If Bendis didn't jump on one of the Trinity characters, people if he jumped on Black Lightning, people would be reading Black Lightning if sure. Bendis was on it. But he picks sure. up Superman. Of course, people were uh, already of course you're reading pick Superman. Superman <laughs> you know? I mean, who, who would turn down Superman? Well, sure, but then he picks up Legion. People are big Legion fans. He wants Legion. Then he creates his own characters. I'm just saying. You want it? What do you want? You want Black Lightning to be popular again, or do you not want him to do Naomi? You know and, what I and mean. This, why, why can't know. why can't why can't both? Exactly. But he wants to write two Superman books. 
I get it, but Superman's going to sell. He wants to ruin two Superman books is what you mean. Either way. (laughs) It doesn't matter who is on Batman. Batman is going to sell what Batman sells every damn month anyway. You should put some just shit writer on Batman. It doesn't matter. I could write Batman. Yeah, it's still going to sell. it's going to sell. It's just weird. It won't sell as much. And let's be honest with you. Like, if you look at the top 10 list of DC's top 10, it's it's just Batman, Batman, Batman. It is. So you don't want to put just a shit right on, on Batman. But you could, and it's the sales are still going to be there, and you're going to gain those sales. If Tom King is writing some, is writing, you know, Black Lightning, it's going to sell better than true if he wasn't i don't know it's weird i mean yeah, yeah you I, put Tom King on it, yeah. you, but... they did put carter says they did put a bad bad writer on batman <laughs> wait who's the, who's the bad uh, James we're, talking about, we're not talking about tom king over yeah that's 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 for comic cast we love tom king over here i like his batman like i i get yelled at when i say guys will you we tom king was on our list for writer of the year when he it was started good that for batman half the run. run the second half of the run it was, it was up and down it was up and down you know. It does fall off at the end, though. It does. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think Tom King knew it with the writings on the wall. Let me just, just wrap this up. And just get it out of here. You know. Well, they but, kicked uh, him off the book before he finished it. He's got to right. do that was, Batman Catwoman book now. To that was something behind the scenes going on Catwoman with that right. story. Just yeah, that was something weird. going on behind the scenes with that. But I mean, we can't Batman knock the other good stories. Yeah. So Batman does home. not need another child. Okay. Well, of course he does. It's gonna be Huntress. In the 5G universe. That's that's a different podcast, dude. 5G is not happening. It's done. It died when Didio was escorted out of the building by security is what I heard. I wish I had that Beverly Hills Cop uh, gift where he got thrown through the window. Yeah. <laughs> Didio he was removed from DC Comics. Uh, his last oh. words were, 5G is going to be awesome. No, it's not, Dan. All right, can we move to the to the main event? Oh, let's get ready to run. Let's get to it. I, I know we've just been just jambling all around the place. Okay, so this is what we're gonna do. Uh, I don't. Know, I haven't been looking at the comments. I know the comments are going crazy right now, but we are going to. Uh, this is where we actually talk about the main book of the week. This is the book that all of us have read. And if you have not read, <laughs> why the fuck are you here in a comic book podcast? I don't know. This is the book that you need to read. Don't just say I watched the movie. No. That does not count. You have to read the book to find out where this shit came from. So what we're going to talk about first is, oh, see if I can get my stuff ready. Boom, 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 boom. Oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see these special effects. Eli, I'm working on my special effects. Oh, <laughs> here we go. The Snyder cut. Boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom the cut. Yeah, here we go. So we got Civil War. So we're going to start off with that. Uh, yeah. So. Basically, let's just paint the whole picture about what's up with. I think we need to start this. This book is written by uh, Mark Millar uh, and the writer Steve Nivian. McNiven. That's his name. I'll let you guys handle the letters and all this shit like that. Anyway, what I want to talk about is that uh, Mark Millar doesn't write comics. He writes screenplays. He writes movie drafts. That's all the fuck he ever does. And that's what this is, too. He was writing a movie pitch that Marvel will eventually turn into a movie later on, and that's what he does with all his other stuff later on. So... What we're doing now is that we're going to review Civil War and want to know why Civil War was even made. One reason it was made because they no longer had the rights to X-Men. Okay. And they needed something to fill the gap of X-Men. They needed some big crossover event to make the Avengers a thing. They had sure. Avengers Dissemble. They had uh, Mighty Avengers, New Avengers, whatever Avengers were doing at the time. And now you new got the Avengers. big... New Avengers. Exactly. So you got this big crossover in 2005 supposed to make the Avengers 
a thing. Like, okay, we don't need X-Men. We can do an event. And you say that. Let me stop you there because it's a very important thing that you say. They also didn't have movie control of Spider-Man at the time. Who who did Bendis put on the Avengers? He put Spider-Man and Spider-Man. But but here's but here's the thing. I think they didn't they still have like uh like Marvel still own the 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 merchandising of Spider Man. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so they, they still, still yeah, yeah they still wanted the character to be hot, but they also needed to make the Avengers a viable product for the screen. Right. So yeah. that's the thing. So that's why Spider Man is still here because they can still make money off Spider Man. Yeah. Even though the rest of these guys are just like like the X Men is like we can't make money off the X Men. They Let's fall just, into the background a lot. Yeah, like they're there, but they're not there. Yeah. They gets worse with them later on until until you know they finally buy Fox. But the thing about Civil War and, and here's the thing, honestly, this whole thing about Civil War is actually a plot that they used with the X Men back in the eighties. Yeah. Because it was called the Mutant Registration Act back then. Matter of fact, it was it was the plot of the first X Men movie. Yes. Yeah, where they tried to ban all mutants or have all mutants register and things like that. So they decided to retool that. I'm not saying they ripped it off. They they retooled it. There's some different things. It, in it, was, a lot, it was a lot different. I yeah. read The Road to Civil War. I know that wasn't part of the, what we're doing. But I, what we, I, we love, cool. I love that Xavier basically sat down with Tony and said, this is what we have to deal with. Now you're going through registration like we've had to deal with. Yeah. And he's like, I'm out. I don't want anything to do with this. You You can deal with it. So I thought that I like that. I like that. And the mutants in in the whole Marvel universe at this time had just gone through the decimation after House of M. So th- there weren't many mutants left, considering you know Genosha was dead, everything was done. They were in no place to really put themselves out there, you know, to help. Right. Which I think was part of it. Leading up to this, the Illuminati had also sent the Hulk away to Planet Hulk. Whatever side Hulk picks is going to be the winning side. Right. The Thor, Thor moment Thor in this dead. with uh, yeah. Ragnarok, Thor being dead, mm-hmm. is a huge aspect. You know that they they that, an angle anyway that they play on in this. So uh, everything and, is, and the thing yeah. is, like we all we all read uh, Bendis' New Avengers run. His timetable was all laid out. So now that we know the whole timetable, we see why this stuff was done. Why Hulk was sent off in the space at the time he was sent off. Uh, why they acted when Thor acted. Why the Civil War happened because civil uh, basic secret invasion. Exactly. And if you read the first page of Bendis' new Avengers run, it has Jarvis with a green handkerchief in his pocket. Right. So all symbolizing this that he was the scroll right. way right. back then before. And that's what Secret Invasion is. Right. Basically. I mean, but at the same time, like when you're reading the story, we don't know that at the time. And honestly, if you don't know that, I don't think it affects the story. No, I don't think so either. It, it really makes the hindsight being 2020 with tony second guessing himself in secret invasion with everything that he did it makes it makes it a lot more you know hard hitting but yeah you don't need any of that to enjoy this in and of itself my angle on this is politics in the united states hitting a point where everybody had a side and that's happened before it's almost like a timeless story but it's sort of the basic human dilemma you know of my freedom for my security and what that's I, I think it that's I think one it's of the overarching bit, themes, I think that's one of the overarching things. But yeah. another, another thing, a lot of times people do put uh, freedom versus security. I think it's actually another angle you can to, to, uh, take to it. I think it's do, uh, a lot to do with gun control. OK, yeah, yeah sure. I because, seeing that, too. Right. Because I'm, I'm going to show you I'm going <laughs> to show you a panel. Let's go to this panel right here. This is one of the big panels uh, for those that haven't that don't know what happened in Civil War. The whole thing, the reason it got kicked off is because the new warriors. Uh, like four of them wanted to do a reality show just go around just beating up people. They found some guys in Stanford, Connecticut 
Hey, if you'll, click, take if you'll click on my comment real quick, you'll be able to see the whole panel. Oh, yeah. it'll go away. Click on okay. my comment and it'll uh -huh. disappear. Okay. Look, I'm Sorry. a rookie at this. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, I, I, <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's coming. It's coming. Let's see. Training. Uh, you're in training. It's okay. I'm in training. Yeah. This is. I'm getting haze right now. Boom. Oh, is it there? Get yeah. It. Click my comment. Click, click his comment oh. in the. I should have just not said anything and just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Click this your is all comment. my fault. The way you click, the way you click the comments to get them up on the screen. Yes. Yeah. Click his comment, and his comment will leave the screen. Okay. I'm look. I don't. It's so many comments. I can't see his comment. Oh, oh here we go. Find it. Okay. Find it. Oh God, no! Hit that one again. Hit the same one again. <laughs> hit the same <laughs> one again. Hold on, hold on. Okay. There yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, now you got that no, big freaking okay. banner covering it. Up. <laughs> I can see it. Nobody else can see it. That's I'm sorry. okay. I'm sorry. Anyway, let's go. Anyway, here's what happened. <laughs> You're Here's welcome. what happened. Stanford, Connecticut, uh, they fought this guy, and it turns out he was a Captain Marvel villain uh, named Nitro. He was like, no, I'm way stronger than you think I am. I'm not one of these flunkies you fought before. So he blows himself up. Uh, and when he blows himself up, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to do this one more time. Let's try it. Yeah, it's right here. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. You're going to get it kicked out with this digital shit. What about... <laughs> okay, anyway. So Stanford, Connecticut. Uh <laughs> I'm just hitting all kind of buttons. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying yeah. to make is that yeah. they blew up a school. Yeah. So like 800 the, kids died or something. 800 kids died. It wasn't just a school. It was like a whole neighborhood, stuff like that. But the point yeah. was they made a point to, that a bunch of kids died. So even around 2005, there was crazy mass shootings going around, especially sure. school shootings happening left and right. Uh, so they And that's what happened. And you can make parallels with all this. You can make parallels with school shooting. This is four years after 9-11. Yeah. You know, so when this tragedy happened, all of a sudden the government starts cracking down and stuff like the that. The Patriot so all, Act. Sure. The sure. Patriot Act. It's, it's all there, you know, because they want to have full disclosure on every single superhero, whether you have a secret identity or not. They want to know who you are. Mm -hmm. They want your identity exposed. You know, so, yes, you can say that it was the Patriot Act because the government wants to, you know, get involved with what you're doing. But with gun control, the reason I'm saying it, because the super the superheroes that uh have always been metaphors for like weapons, guns, things like that, you know, even though they don't use them, most of them, you know. But in this situation, uh, something happens because their powers get out of control and they want to have regulations on the people with these powers. Same thing with gun control, just in case of something happened. And it even comes to when we get deep into the story, it even comes in uh, a parallel with police brutality, yeah, definitely, mm -hmm. yeah, because. Uh, I, I think we just jump into it. We're not going to break this thing down. Like I said, I, did, I didn't expect us to just break it down. We're just going to talk about it and just jump yeah. from point to point. But one of the points was when Goliath died. I like okay. to call him Black Goliath. That's me. <laughs> That's my. But when he died, they kept uh, Tony kept trying to justify, you know, was it okay for him to die? Because, okay, yes, a crazy clone Thor killed Bill Foster. But it's no different than when a police officer is in the field and he kills somebody by accident. That's yeah. what that's how Tony rationalized. So let's start the argument now. Who is Team Tony and who is Team Cap? I'm Team Team Iron Man. I'm Who's Team Iron Tony? Man. I'm Team Iron Man. Oh my yeah, God! I knew this was going to happen, Eli. What? Uh, <laughs> team, team Cap. I, are we choosing sides? Yeah, yeah you I had to choose. Okay. That was I, I, all that right. Was well, thing. I'm I, I I tend to lean on Cap. But I, I see both arguments, and I think oh, that's sure, the point. Sure. That's the you, point of the story. I love that you that said that. I love that you said that because when we were talking about having this argument, we were talking about it after Comic Cast Sunday, and me and Gomer were like, oh, who's side? And he's like, Team Iron Man, right? And I'm like, no, Team Cap. And then he's like, oh, this is going to be fun. And so like, I'm thinking about this argument we're going to have. And then I'm reading – like one of the other things I read was the Fantastic Four tie-ins. 
Mm-hmm. And this is all about Ben Grimm because he has that same mindset that Eli had. Like, I, and I started sympathizing with him because I see things on both sides that are right. And that's why it's really hard to really plant your flag and choose a side. But and we get called fence riders all the time because of that. And I think that's the point of the story. I mean, I, I, the, it, it's not about which side you're on. The point of the story is their failure to reach that compromise. Sure, mm-hmm. without so, a doubt. And, you know, th- them not finding a common ground is which, what leads to this war and which leads to all this destruction. So, and I think that's going on a very current topic going on in our our political climate today. I think it's always been, though. I yeah. think that's why yeah. it's a timeless sort of thing. The lack of diplomacy, the failure of diplomacy leads to to just everything terrible that happened. I think there's also sort of a, a theme here about the paradigm shift of the old and the new. And Leroy brought up, you know, this happened after 9-11 and 9-11 had sunk in. And afterwards, it was sort of things were never going to be the same. You know, things are always different. After a big event like that, World War II was probably the last time, you know, something like that happened. And Cap is just part of that older era, unwilling to sort of move society forward into what it needs to be in order to be this new thing. Uh, In one of the tie-ins, Frontline Number 11, uh, Sally Floyd, who's a reporter, asked Cap, you know, about basically points him out for fighting for an ideal that no longer represents what America actually is. And Captain America sort of lives in this dream world. He's naive. Even some people on his own team say that. Exactly. Like he's stuck in the past. He he doesn't want to change because he's stuck in the past. And him going against the will of the American people by breaking the laws is the antithesis of patriotism. And that's that's my whole that's my whole thing. Like he says he's represented the American dream, but the the will of the American people got that act passed. Like Marion Sharp, we 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 got to talk about Marion Sharp because he's actually a big player in this. Honestly, she's almost like the Baron Z, like Baron Zemo was behind the scenes in the movies, moving things. She's like that in this book. Well, even, I don't even know if it's to that extent because she's it really actually is. represented by uh, what Alfie? What's her name? In uh, Alfrey Woodard. But in, yeah, in, in, the, in, in the movie, movie in the movie, Alfrey Woodard just shows up, gone, and that's it. But yeah. in the book, Mary Sharp, almost every time you see Tony Stark at a press conference doing stuff, she's back there. It's when he's having his worst moments. Right. It's when he's at the first funeral. It's when he's at Goliath's funeral. Right. It's at the end when he wins, and he's not really sure if he's won or not. She shows up again. And, because right when yeah. when he buried Goliath, uh, he's like, I think I did the wrong thing. I think I fucked up. She shows up with the Iron Man doll, saying, "This the my my son that died in the in the blast. Yeah, you were his favorite hero. Now is now, she is she the representation of the will of the American people, or is she the representation of Tony Stark's guilt, or are they one and the same? That's maybe because the thing and is, she she had she got the movement going. She started yeah. the movement, and she got the American people wanting them. Something has to be done with these superheroes because they're out of control. Yeah. So it, it, you can look at it both ways. You can look at it, it is because anytime he does feel guilty, she pops up. And she's like, no, you're on the right track. You know, all, all the things you're doing, no, this has to be done. You know, when you're, when you're doing that, when Tony's doing his thing, what he thinks and feels is right, at what point does he cross the line? Because you're talking about Goliath, and is that sacrifice worth it? Well, in Tony's mind, I think everything's worth it. He's going and like, getting villains. Just by the means. Just right, just by the means. right. He's going and picking up villains for his team. You know, we're now, talking- I, have, I have varying degrees of issues with what Tony did. Cloning your best friend? No, I'm sorry. You should not clone Thor. And that's what I was going to think about. Okay, let's talk about clone Thor for a second. Yeah. Uh, was it ever revealed if the scrolls fucked with him? 
No, I don't think so. Don't that would have so. made sense because it didn't make any it sense. Would like have. Hank Pym, Reed Richards, and Tony Stark, and they don't know how to make a clone robot that doesn't kill people? They're arguing about it at the end, like, oh, I thought you checked the switch to make sure. Oh, I thought you checked the switch. I thought the safety was on. Exactly, yeah. But him tagging uh, villains and adding villains to the Avengers, the Avengers have done that since the beginning. Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch. They even mentioned that. They They mentioned that. Right, the Avengers, we always give offenders a second, you know, uh, second chance. So I see that as a positive. Now, uh, a negative zone oh. prison, a negative zone <laughs> prison. That's yes. my argument. Why right. didn't you have that before? Why let's just let people out of prison, prison and make them police officers, and let's just move forward. Gomer, that is not just an easy. Well, people deserve second chances. Well, sure, if they murdered 40 people, let's just let them out and put it, give them a badge. It's okay. You're talking about, but you're need, arguing. You scared right did they, did No, but you're that? arguing okay. for a guy who said, nah, the Punisher can come on the team. That's fine. He's but he only did it after what Tony did. He was what happened? Tony. What Tony happened? Stark put nanobots in him. But what happened as soon as Punisher comes in, guns are blazing? Yes, Captain America has another mental breakdown and kicks his ass. <laughs> That's because Captain America was going to hire some thugs, criminals. And what does Punisher do? You know, he takes care of Punisher. He says, hey, you're you're starting to be hypocrites just like the other side. Because exactly. they were right. hiring but- Hey, okay, the but the thing is, but Cap was what? already a hypocrite for hire for right. That's what they say the in the team. book. Punishes like Tony is recruiting murderers and killers, and they like like, what do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, you know, dude. So <laughs> you know you can't say that Punisher. You ba- yeah. you're basically one step away from these guys when they're trying to make these regulations on superheroes. They're talking about the Punisher. Yes. Yeah, forget <laughs> the new warriors. Right. The Punisher been murdering people for decades, and they were right. like, ah. People Let that deserve know. it. People that deserve it. And that's what, and that's what Tony's armor. point was. He was like, when we had these regulations for the Avengers, nothing's going to change. We're going to do the same thing. The only people that we're weeding out are these, you know, amateurs, these psychos out here to think they're superheroes. We're getting rid of those guys. But the Avengers going to just move along like nothing ever happened. And it's funny to me that Captain America, the guy who has literally been taking orders from the government his entire life on who he should go punch, now suddenly has a problem with the government telling everyone else who they need to punch. Well, well see, comic cap is a little different because, okay, movie cap didn't come into relation to the Winter Soldier. Sure. But comic cap came into relation at a very, very specific time. And that was Richard Nixon. Yeah. Even though I know it's a sliding timeline. Yeah. But it was when Richard Nixon finds out that, oh, I've been taking orders from him the whole time. And this guy's been doing this, 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 and that. I can't follow the government as blindly as I had before. And, and I'll also there. say it's within a year of Civil War being done. I think it's a year where Captain America himself is in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay? Don't they put him in charge right after Secret Invasion ends and they take No! Uh, Norman Osborn becomes... No, no, after they take Osborn out after Siege... Right, at, right after become. after Osborne is out, then they put Cap in. So right. then Cap is the one. What is really going on? Cap? But, but see, that's the thing. Okay. Make up your mind, old man. What what what? Tony, here's where Tony fucked up. Tony fucked up because he didn't put all his cards on the table. Yes, he was yeah. trying to put regulations on superheroes, but he didn't tell the superheroes that he was going to be in charge of the regulations. They thinking that the government was going to be in charge of them, not knowing that he was trying to be in charge of the government. But wouldn't Tony be the better guy to be in charge? He's been the leader of the Avengers before. Right, but he didn't tell them that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does, so, Tony, so does Tony think he's right? Does he think he's right the whole time? Do you believe that? No, he doesn't. I think he's right. I don't think he does either because he, when he, he talks. He, 
because when he's not because in one panel he talks to she because she goes like are we doing the right thing and he tells her yes we are cap is wrong but when he's in the room by himself talking Him to Happy Happy. Hogan, yeah he says i think i fucked up yeah you know and even but when he, he's talking he'll, to he'll peter like after after peter parker takes the mask off and he's talking to him and he's like he's like you do you really think that you can go back to your regular life like you, you you're done you can't do that he's like this isn't even about you it's like it's not even about the heroes anymore it's about right it's like eh, eh, taking up your side like i yeah, I mean, I it was, but Tony wasn't wrong there saying that Aunt May and Mary Jane are going to be in danger if that's, you leave. But he was that's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Tony knew he was wrong. Right. And he knew this would happen because he knew I had to get Spider-Man on my side. If Spider-Man ever turns on him, I can I can play this card against him. And that's sure. exactly what it did as soon as it happened. Uh, yeah, I, again, I, with all the decisions Tony made, yeah, I don't know if he quite manipulated Peter Parker. Oh, he definitely did. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh you're on. speaking like a true he politician. Wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> twisting Spider-Man's arm to go out there and take his, his mask off. He was you telling him if he did, I'll make sure. Did Megan you read the same book that I read? I know, I did, but I don't well, think he was, he was selling. He gave him a sales pitch. He did. He did. Well, he's a businessman. He's a businessman, <laughs> and I'm not saying it was altogether right, but he didn't force him to. And he gave him a snazzy new outfit. Come oh, on, come that on. makes yeah. it even worse. It does. But let me argue on that again. When Peter Parker was doing it all by himself. A bad guy still found out who he was, still found out who his girlfriend was, and ended up murdering that bitch. Okay? So. I would like for the jury to ignore that comment. That's irrelevant to the discussion. It's not. Hey, and just remember, who saved Spider-Man? Punisher. It's true. That's true. true. It all comes full circle. (laughs) Yeah. I I like that part. Gotta count for something. I like that. Gotta count for something. Peter was all hopped up on the hallucinogens. You know, you know I killed my girlfriend. Guy. I stepped her neck. You know? <laughs> yeah. This is another point I wanted to make, and it's not about who's right or wrong. It's about who is a true hero. The end of the I, story when they're go ahead. Well, let me well let me make the statement, and then we can talk about it. At yeah. the end of the story, when Cap has the opportunity because Vision shuts down the Iron Man suit, and he has has the opportunity to take Tony out, and then all the people rush in and stop him, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Look at our city!" And he's like. And he puts down his shield, and he would Tony have done that, or would Tony have finished it? Uh, I don't know. Tony uh, would have finished it. There's I no doubt. A, no, and no, no. no. I think Tony. Pass. I think Tony would have stopped because it's the same thing. Like the weird, Tony, it, because of Marion Sharp, he think he was being motivated by the will of the people. That's what he kept doing. What he was yeah. doing. When Cap saw what the will of the people wanted, he stopped. So at yeah. the end of the day, they're both being. I don't not so many, but being pushed by the people. Do you yeah. think it was the will of the people, or do you think it was the destruction? It's a little bit of both, maybe. You know, the people, because the yeah. will of the people showed him the destruction of what they were yeah, doing. Yeah, like basically, basically got tough Tony one. and Cap got to the point they don't even know why they were fighting anymore. Yeah, they were they fighting were just, just fighting. for the sake of fighting. Exactly. And, and look who's tackling Cap at the end. It's firemen, yeah, security guards, EMTs. You know, actual they're, they're, essential yeah, workers. Actual essential here. workers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're tackling. <laughs> They're tackling Cap, and he's like, oh, well, okay, I got to look at what I'm doing. I'm too far gone in my ideals that I've lost my way, and that's what happened to both sides. Coming back to the point of the story is not when you, when you fail to reach that compromise and that solution, then it just becomes bickering, and everybody clings to these ideals so hard and so like desperately that they start ignoring 
the basic principles they believed in in the first place. Because, yeah, you have, you know, Tony Stark and his side talking about law and order and justice. Meanwhile, they're hiring criminals and th- like the Thunderbolts. You got Captain America, who's all about freedom, you know, civil liberties. He's becoming a tyrant, you know, yeah. and they just they both fail to, you know, find a compromise. And then they they start bickering. It's your, my side. It's left versus right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, it, that's what it happens. That's and that's what's, what's going on today in real life. Right. So you I know, think what Cap did, like whether regardless of who was right or who was wrong, Captain, like the fighting just needs to stop. Sure. Yeah. So that's, but would that's Tony thing. have done that same thing or would he have taken Cap out and been like, all right, it's over. I think I in think Tony's position, he was already in a position of doing the will of the people. In his mind, that's why he was fighting Captain America. I mean, he did everything in his power to take Cap out earlier in, in the story. Yeah. Actually, oh, no. Right. He tried to talk to Cap. And then, no, and once, then once the Cap, fighting, Cap, once the oh, fighting started. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they both want – they both have valid points. They both have – you know, there's right to both sides. It's just where do you find the common ground? Because Cap Cap was open to the idea. It's just like who is going to be in charge of this? Who's going to watch the Watchmen? You know, who's going to have that authority over these super and, beings? And he didn't want you Shield know? over it. That's, the, he didn't That's want not Shield his over decision. It. No, Captain America literally has been a soldier his entire life. He's always been taking orders from someone. He does not get to decide who but his who boss is. Who does? Yeah, but who those does? American people do. Yeah, but but governments can become corrupt, and Captain sure. America knows that. But but so the thing like, is okay, that this wasn't they about the government. They can hang up the shield and retire. Right, like the people wanted this this change done. And here's the thing: like we can talk about this all day. Like let's look at a moral thing about this. Now, people saying it's is freedom versus security. Do we really want vigilante superheroes running around unchecked, doing whatever they want to, with mask on, with no accountability whatsoever? Does are people really going to put up with that? We in real life, to... no, but that's it. That's sure. It's so hard to compare this story to real life. But I think this book is trying to take those real life notes and inject them in a way that Marvel comics typically don't. And you can tell by the way the real people are at the front of this. Miriam Sharp, the crowd at the end of the series that tackle Cap and end the fighting. I think they did that on purpose. Or even how Happy is near Tony the entire time. Sure. Even Happy uh, questions Tony, not not to his face. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, when other people, we was talking to other people, he was like, yeah. you know, my heart, you know, might be in one place, but my head knows I need to be with my boss, you know. Well, yeah, but obviously, yes, obviously superheroes can't be discriminately going around fighting crime and causing all this damage. And, yes, superheroes are providing a service for the country, for the world. They need their identities protected. Where do we draw that line? We don't know. That's why I like the part where Doctor Strange and the and the Watcher are talking, and he's like, "Why are you not getting involved?" He's like, "Oh, I'm just observing because I'm on whatever side causes less evil." So it is. That's another comment: the picking the lesser sure. of two evils. Sure, mm-hmm. but I mean, what we're saying is, we're okay. What the argument would be is, we're okay with people who we have no idea who they are jumping around beating the shit out of citizens. Okay. <laughs> No we don't even ex- we don't even tolerate that. I mean, mostly from the police officers who are actually hired to do that job, who do not have a secret identity, who we know who they are, right? Who don't have any superpowers. If a cop is out there just beating the shit out of somebody, they are should be prosecuted just like anybody else would. I don't understand why fifteen it's year like old fighter we man should get a real- pass. Right, they're fighting in the middle of the street. One guy throws a card at another guy and then leaves. 
Who pays for the car? Well, it goes back to the boys, really. You know, Speed Freak runs through your old lady and murders her, and he just gets away with it. That's right. another or, deconstruction. You know, you read Batman heroes. White Knight for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, or, or or Watchmen TV show where the exactly super, the, the cops and the superheroes are on the same side. Mm-hmm. You know, and the cops yeah. got to wear masks. Whoa, is that what we the want? The cops Is are it... wearing masks. Damn. No, but well, I mean, but... if you look at it, though, no, no, no. Hold on, because. Eli makes an amazing point making those comparisons because in this, they want the heroes to take off their masks to protect them. In Watchmen, they want their heroes to put on masks to protect them. Well, the thing and is, it's the same the, argument. That's why Eli's comparison and point the, the of both is, arguments the, being good actually works because we've seen it play out in this one way and in Watchmen another. Now, when I read the story, I was trying to figure out, did they want the superheroes identities available to the public or just to the government? Does they, it matter? They, I think it was the government, just, but think was they, government. Knew, they knew it was going to leak. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Like it, yeah. So yeah. that's why Spider-Man just took it a step further. He was like, I'm, I'm out there. Just right. Whatever. Yeah, right. You know? but I love I think, J. Jonah Jameson fainting, man. He fainted. And I right before he it. did it, he knew it was about to happen. So he was like, if you say one more word yeah. while this happened, I'm going to fire you. <laughs> this this uh, right here on my wall is the... Daily Bugle for Civil War, and it's what was it? Frontline? Uh, yeah, it was like Frontline, and it says Parker, you're fired, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Just awesome. Frontline was a great, great series. That it was. was. Great. It yeah. actually was on the ground. It followed two reporters, one following the pro side, one following the anti-registration side, and it really dove into precisely what Eli has been talking about the whole time: how both arguments hold the same amount of weight, and it's really just your approach and. Both sides take terrible approaches, man. And they I do. think, and that, and that's the point. Back to what Boogie was saying about when Captain America gets tackled by all the, uh, you know, the cops and the firemen, the people. That's so symbolic because Captain America, he's a symbol of freedom. He's USA, go go go, America's fuck yeah, you know. Yeah. And then he's getting tackled by the people. So you have these, the, you know, Cap and Tony who represent government fighting over what to do, and it's the people who take charge. And that's the whole another point of the story. The people have to decide. That's democracy. We have to vote. You know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, that's the point. It's the pe- the people need to take the their power back. You know. Keep stop leaving power to the government and letting them do everything for us and dictating our lives. The people have the right to choose, and that's I mean, what happens. That's the and if the people, the responsibility to choose, and that's what Cap does in the yeah. Oh yeah, this is what I. This is why I do what I do. This it's for these people. You know, that's why. Right, because he thinks he's going against the government, but he's really going against the will of the people, which make it yeah. like is that something Captain America should do? You know. Yeah, and that's what we have in the political system. The government is. We have two sides bickering and bickering against each other. They're all that are both wrong. Rich. That are both wrong. That's the thing. Both, and they're all rich. They all got this massive amount of wealth, you know, deciding what's good for the rest of us broke motherfuckers, yep. you know, <laughs> who are bickering amongst ourselves at the, at the same time. Exactly. You know, we are, we're all broke. All our lives suck. Yet we're all blaming each other for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, one more thing I want to talk about also. Now that I'm kind of going on a tangent. Okay. In issue five, this is what I want to talk about. The whole Fantastic Four splitting up half over here, half over here. Mm. When Sue Storm goes to Namor, this is my opinion. I think she slept with them to get them on Capside. <laughs> I, I, that's that's definitely a possibility. The vibrations, more, the vibrations say I'm that more you're accurate. With <laughs> Captain America being a traitor, and then 
doubling down on being a traitor by taking the side of an actual invading foreign government on U.S. Right. sovereign soil. Gummer's spinning it again just to try to win the argument. I agree. That's how I read it. I read it the same way. He sent a honeypot. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. The, dude, yeah, if you're playing look, that angle, yeah, that makes Captain it. America the biggest douchebag ever. Captain America did a lot of bullshit in this in this story. When you look at it, yeah, when he yeah. like Tony was trying to talk to him, he sucker punched Tony with that thing he got yeah. from Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah JFK yeah. fucked Marilyn Monroe. What's, what's the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny the way you spin that because like I'm when I read it, but I love the Fantastic Four, and I'm like I'm like all heartbroken about Reed and Sue being on opposite sides. And but that's that's thing. That Technically, they were separated, so you know. It, but that go, again goes back to the hypocrisy. Back to when you know Tony's making the deal with the president over, hey, when we're arresting all these assholes, I want Sue and Johnny, you know, immunity. You know, again, corruption. They're you know, you're right, they're, and they're, you're they're talking about the wealthy world. assholes in yeah. power. Yes, yes, manipulating the end. You're right. Yes. And then Sue was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. You know, you guys, you know, that's why she leaves, you know. But her motivation. But notice, notice what she did. She she cooked them bre- she cooked them dinner. She f- put the kids to bed, screwed them silly, and then left. <laughs> All that in that letter, man. That's it was so weird. It was so weird to me. But I mean, Sue Storm is a badass, yes. But her motivations have nothing to do with the big picture of what's going on. She's worried about her family. Yeah. And that's kind of lame. And, to and, me, and that's man. the thing because what? okay, Tony, they don't play it. Maybe in the Fantastic Four mini they played it up more, but in this alone, they did not play that up. I didn't need the whole no, Namor. I didn't need her going to Namor angle. I didn't need that. All I needed was Johnny getting hit in the head. It felt like but a they, different. They were trying to show how they were separated. It was showing how this how this civil war is breaking up families. Yeah, family values. But that Sue did feel different. And I've not read all the Fantastic. But it wasn't the civil war breaking up. It was Reed being an asshole. Like but always, was, like always, Reed being the asshole. That's but the Civil War, Reed, Reed's on your side. Kind of no, Reed can be on my side and still be an asshole. Hank Pym's on my side, and he's an, a, still an asshole. Tony is <laughs> – everyone in this book is a fucking asshole. Why do you asshole? always hate on Reed, man? Reed tries so hard to do what's right, and he's just – The, the right thing things. is to be a father and a husband. Those are the two things he always doesn't do. But uh, yeah, if he you know, would you know just the, do them the, – the, the, Like the CEO – the CEO that's out there and he's grinding, he's working like 80 hours a week. He's making all this money and he spends it because he's trying to protect his family. He wants to provide for his family. That's what Reed Richards is doing. Reed Richards is not there for his family because he thinks he's there for his family. He yeah. thinks he's doing the right thing. I get thing. it. His brother-in-law is in a coma. Ex- he he had been in the hospital two days. And he's trying, to, he's trying to solve the world's problems. He does he's look my, like he, he does look like an asshole when he leaves yeah. Johnny in the. He's hospital. Michael Corleone and Godfather too. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's taking care of the family. Yeah. You uh, taking care of the bigger picture instead and, and of. The, and the crazy thing is that everybody can see it except Reed. He's the smartest, dumbest guy ever. That's exactly. true. I've heard true. you say that before about. He's Reed. he's in Wakanda trying to recruit Black Panther to his side, and what? the whole time Black Panther's telling, "When last time you talked to Sue? Please yeah. go talk to your wife." <laughs> The child is playing Dr. Phil up in this motherfucker. Right. Trying to get the I do like together. the fact, I do like that, that, you know, the whole thing with Black Panther, how it's kind of similar to the movie where he didn't get involved until uh, Goliath or Black Goliath got killed. And he's like, okay, yeah. if, if I would have, maybe if I had gotten involved sooner, that wouldn't have happened. And that's kind of like a callback to the movie where Wakanda's isolationist and they don't want to, you know, right. you know, yeah. they're kind of ignoring the play of the world. They're trying to turn a blind eye to the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody fighting in that war had it coming. They all could have died at any time. Clore, you know, Ragnarok was not a great idea again. But 
he's just a weapon that they used. You know, if you're not in the war, you're not going to get shot at. And Black Elias got shot at. I will say that one of my favorite moments in this book is when, you know, when Sue takes out Taskmaster. <laughs> right after after shooting Reed, yeah, yeah, oh, that's, and he knows that he's fucked. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, like, oh shit! And then you just see that big cloud cloud of smoke, and then like Taskmaster's all laid. I just yeah. laughed my ass off. Fucking Taskmaster, man! I don't know why he. Everyone thinks he's so great. Oh. Uh, my favorite tie-in was the Wolverine tie-in, and the reason is Wolverine is the only character who's actually being a hero. His entire arc. He's tracking down Nitro, who's right. the actual Be- villain in the book. And because yeah, it, Namor had it basically put a contract on him because his his cousin died. Yeah, because Namorito, Namorita, uh yeah. yeah, bit it. Yeah. That was that was an awesome time. I, I matter of fact, I read that time before I actually read Civil War Star. I, I yeah, really I love Umberto Ramos's art on that dude. He draws the perfect little short, stocky Logan. I love it so much. I wanted more issues of this. Seven issues, I think, was not enough for a big story like this, considering what Marvel does with other events. Well, that's the thing. If you read all the tie-ins, everything oh, before then, it, it's it's a lot. It's because a lot. How, how long was this? This story was probably like what two years worth of Marvel. I think it was what? July to January. Oh, that's it. That oh wow. A little more. Okay, I thought it was longer than that. But the thing is, everything that came, the fallout of Civil War, affected Marvel at least to like 2010. Oh yeah, with Secret Invasion and Siege and yeah, the Dark uh, Rain, Dark, oh, Dark, right, God. Dark Rain, Dark Avengers. They had man, I wish they would have because they talk about the Fifty State Initiative, which is a superhero team in all fifty states. They really should have built up the Secret Invasion more by yeah. having a fifty-two weekly issue series covering every team, but every they, super team. They had a book. They had a book. They had the book. It, it was actually by Dan Slott, Avengers: The Initiative, and it's like the only Dan Slott book I really like. Don't yeah. get me started. And they had a book called The Order, which was the California superhero team written by Matt Fraction. And that book was cool because, like, every we every time the book came out, every issue, a member would get kicked off the team or die. Get kicked off the team for, like, drinking or something, you know, something stupid. Uh, and that initiative book was cool, man. Like, Taskmaster was a teacher and Hank Pym uh, was a teacher. Ant-Man, not, Ant, well, not Hank Pym, Ant-Man, but the other crazy evil Ant-Man. Uh, yeah, the uh, – uh, not Scott Lang. Not Scott one. Lang, the one after him. The, yeah. the crazy one. The pervert. too many fucking Ant-Mans. Ant-Man. Yeah. He like shrunk down in the shower and spied on uh, Captain yeah, Marvel. It was the irredeemable Ant-Man. I don't remember oh. his name, but uh, that was uh, Robert Kirkman wrote that damn book. He wow. Yeah. Yeah, I have all those issues. He's like, oh, Captain Marvel, read. you're my favorite Avenger. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you want to talk about the movie, too? We can. No, I mean, good Lord. Gomer, it's my bad time. I, I know. I, I said it too. the way I did. Because we've been gone an hour. Has been an hour? It has been an hour. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, just briefly, I just wanted to hit some quick points on the movie, basically the difference that they did. Like I said, Marion Sharp didn't have a big enough part in there. Yeah. Uh, I think they swapped out uh, Black Goliath's part with War Machine. Black guy got to die. Yeah. Kill War Machine. You know, whatever. Well, there's a black guy. It's Disney. They don't care. They right. Don't but they can't kill him because they got to sell toys. Exactly. You yeah. Know. We need War Machine for Endgame. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so safe for that. I'm trying to think yeah. what else happened in that, that movie. Uh, man, they all together for me. The motivations were completely different, man. It was too much Winter Soldier in there, and That's not the thing. Like it wasn't like the the whole point about the registration act. That was kind of like sideline in the first act. Yeah, like it wasn't about that anymore. 
Yeah, it's and, more about Baron Zemo. Like, it's like Baron Zemo's manipulating everything almost. I know, like that angle of it. I really did. Yeah. I like that Zemo character. I like him as a villain. I thought he was the best villain but it, thing, outside but it, it, of it, Thanos. It anyway. took away from the argument. Yeah, that, because exactly. the book, there's no there's no villain. There's no clear cut. That's the bad guy. That's who there's you no at. moment either. You don't get your Peter Parker moment. You know, you don't really get your 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 cat moment. You know, he's all worried about his homeboy. Uh, I don't know, man. You don't get the big moments that you get in the comic, you know? And plus, you don't get as many characters. I mean, exactly. You got I wish I could show that panel right now. It was like 50, when he breaks the people out of uh, uh, negative space 42 or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, just a big army behind each other. We didn't get You that. don't get that huge action panel where uh, Cloak is teleporting way too many people and Cap's and like, all right, flyers, grab him, out of the sky. Oh, it's so cool, dude. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that on the big screen. Or even they had uh, Black That was Lion an endgame. <laughs> yeah, right. And them fighting each other. Yeah. That's got to yeah. be in Ant-Man 3. I want to see two big giant dudes fight each other. Why we haven't had that in the Marvel oh Universe? Oh, my gosh. You're so right, dude. Because that was oh, it. And then not man. only were they fighting, then you had uh, Scott Lang's daughter, like, Stature. Yeah. She was fighting, what's the guy's name, Atlas or something? I don't remember. I Power. think it's Atlas, yeah. I love that, so, like, where, like, Hercules is fighting uh, the Thor clone. And Hercules says, was beating ass this whole book. Dude, yeah. he uses that like, old yeah. uh, Dan Quayle quote or whatever i knew thor you're no thor or whatever <laughs> well, somebody... like the, the entire book like you watch the panels in the background he's like beating like two or three people at a time like smacking she hulk and atlas around you know anytime captain america's ass beat hercules is right there just popping out of nowhere yeah. like damn, but I, like, I think it was sue who like in that panel where thor and or the thor clone and hercules are fighting i think sue says like what in god's name i just like that yeah, that as as a panel, just that statement, that that's the symbolism of that that that. Nice, thing, nice. You know, I thought that was really cool. And Captain, uh, when Punisher picks up Captain America's mask at the end. Oh, well, that yeah. didn't even ever go anywhere, man. I was wondering I, well, about that's that. The, yeah. Malar set that up. Nobody picked. Nobody ran with that. If you remember, Captain America dies like oh, two weeks after this happens. Remember, right, he gets shot for, for no reason. It was just death. So shot. Nobody, even, nobody even believed he was going to stay dead. He, how long yeah. did it take for him to come back? Like, but is, well, there, is there a deeper cool, comment to that? They had. They had me thinking. Is there any deeper commentary on that? You know, Punisher, this vigilante. Well, yeah, be, oh, because the thing up, is, you know, they they explained that. I think it's Spider-Man maybe even explained it. Like doing halfway the book when Captain America was beating the shit out of Punisher, Punisher yeah. didn't touch him. And Spider-Man said, they're the same guy, different war. Yeah. And yeah. it goes back to the thing I was talking about, about the themes, how after 9-11, everything changed. But Captain America was still living that old ideal. Punisher don't live that old ideal. But he could still be better. So because it was it's, definitely it's an opportunity. To... When we look back at World War II, we look at those guys as heroes. Yeah, we look Vietnam, at... not so much. Not so Maybe. much, right? Yeah, at least in a in a in a big picture that's, sort of. And way. I mean, that, that's because World War II is like the only war that was actually really fought. <laughs> I was laughing at the Eddie Murphy joke. <laughs> oh. Not at you. <laughs> but I think like World War II is like the only war where there was a clear cut good and evil. Yeah, and every other war. Ever is like some and the propaganda political... campaign was yeah. a lot bigger for World War II. You can't have propaganda when they're filming the war on the yeah. front line like they did in Nam. You know, it's right. weird. You Vietnam know. doesn't even exist anymore in the Marvel universe, so I don't think we need to go but there. You see it, Kong. You see it, Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think Punisher, you know, packing up or picking up Cap's mask is just like sort of like he he sees himself be, 
like maybe yeah what, what gomer said that he can be better because even captain america made mistakes and he's like i just you know it just had me thinking this time around like, they should have went there man there was a lot of no, low hanging no have fruit. a captain america punisher i, I didn't want to see that there's a I mean, lot of low-hanging fruit at the end of this series that they could have picked up and really, you know, gone in some fun directions with that I don't think they did. But that's Marvel. They never carry through with their events, you know? Yeah, but that's why they're so great to, to read like this. Go back and just read it for what it sure. is. Don't worry about anything else. Sure. Yeah. I love the big universe, though. You know, I love the continuity. But I, but I do like that even though they have all these tie-ins like that, you can just read these seven issues and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, didn't read it. I didn't read any of the tie-ins. Like, it's, it's nice. That stuff is nice there. Like, you want to watch Wolverine track down Nitro and whatever, and Tony Stark, you know, do a sales pitch with Spider-Man. That's cool. And a lot of them aren't needed. Spidey, Cap, right. New Avengers, Iron Man, maybe Frontline, maybe Fantastic Four. But there the were Fantastic so many Four, What I've read of the Fantastic Four one's good. Like I said, yeah. if you love Ben Grimm, which you know he's like one of my favorite characters. Who writes that? Yeah, Who's yeah that's cool. That? Like, Ben is that and during the whole fight, Ben's going around Krasinski. fucking. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and McDuffie. The, it has McDuffie listed too. But yeah, Ben Grimm at the end of the at the end of the war, a civil war, the whole fight's going on. He's going around saving people. Right. Yeah, he's, he's just rescuing. Fighting. Yeah, he's just yeah. like because everybody else is just yeah. fighting. They just blows yeah. up it, shit. What's yeah. interesting though is in this, like it's it's right when John it starts when Johnny's in the hospital and reads like, I'm leaving. I'm not staying here. And they're like, Well, somebody needs to stay with him. He needs a familiar voice, whatever. And so Ben's like, I'll stay. And Sue leaves. And she comes back, and he's like, how long has it been? Like, thinking it's been like a day. And she's like, it's been an hour, but you can go ahead. So, like, he leaves, <laughs> and he's walking down Yancey Street, and all these people are stopping him, and they're like, you got to join Team Cap. And, you know, that's a, a whole theme of this show tonight is we've been talking about how the people stand with Iron Man. But there are some of the people that stand with Cap, and they're wow. like, you got to pick a side. you got to pick a side. And he's like, well, I don't want to pick a side. Right. Now, that's the thing. Like, if you just read just a book by itself, just these seven issues – None of the people get behind Cap. Right, yeah. Like, they just look yeah. at him. They look at him like a terrorist. Like, that's how you look at him. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Weird, weird. Have we, have we talked much about Civil War? I think we've gone on long enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chat, I know you're loving it. I know we got a lot of comments. I'm going to look through this later on. want to appreciate everybody for the 150th episode. Uh, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we have other podcasts. We have Comic Cast. Guess what, Boogie? Eli's coming for you. Uh-oh. Eli, read off all the podcasts you have. Oh my I only gosh. got three. I got Geek Savs, this one, and Riddle of Steel. That's all oh. now. Oh, that's oh, right. The, I got uh, Comic Cast, Talking Balls, <laughs> and the Wrestling Council. So me and Eli are just Clone Wars is over. Is and there's no yours, Talking Balls. There's no football. <laughs> Football's over forever. Talking <laughs> Balls is the cash cow. How dare you? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, follow uh, us on Twitter at Comic Cast Pod. Go subscribe to the S and B Network. Yep. And plugs in. Yep, we got all the plugs we got in. Go me anything you want to plug? Nah, yeah. I work geekery. It's all good. You want to give a shout out to your family or anything? Okay, okay, nah, fine. They're waiting on me, man. <laughs> they can't wait till it's over. They're going to listen back together as a family. I yeah. guess. No. <laughs> all right. All right. So next week, we're going to go maybe back to normal or not back to normal. I don't know what we're going to do. I know everybody else is going to be talking about comics. We may or may not talk about the new books. I don't. We may just direct you to Comic Cast, let them talk about it. And we'll do something else. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. Yep. And 
Okay. That's fine. It's cool. It's cool. It's okay. I love, it's cool. I love the ending. <laughs> you all are being initiated. Now it's gonna. Now it's like a dope song. Usually after this, song. I know I'm gonna. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm thinking about it right now. But until then, you follow us next week. Same bully time. Same bully channel. It happened on one of them zippity doodah days. Now that's the kind of day when you can't open your mouth without a song jump right out of it. Zippity doo. My, oh my, what a wonderful day Plenty of sunshine in my way Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder It's the truth, it's actual Everything is satisfactual Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. Yes, sir. Zippity doo dah, zippity yay. My oh my, what a wonderful day. Oh, you sunshine in the Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder. It's the truth, it's actual, everything is satisfactual, zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay, wonderful feeling, feeling this way, zoom, 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 Actually, huh? Why is that bluebird? Mm -hmm. Everything is satisfactory. Wonderful feeling, wonderful.